Welcome to Indie Animation with Trevor and Rob. Uh, today's a very special day. I feel like uh, uh, John Adams and Abigail, who haven't seen each other for six months, and with their gross, rotting teeth, they uh, make out in that John Adams thing. I haven't seen you in a long time. Oh, that, I was <laughs> I was not following that. Oh, you're not all. following that. That the uh, so you watched. Story? So you have you recently watched John Adams? Is that why it's on your brain? No, it's been years, but I remember how fucking gross their teeth were. Well, that was yeah, and being like, like they like must the, be in love because that, was that a, shit was fucking gnarly. That was dude. a level of authenticity to that show was people's teeth. Yeah, it was. It was. But yeah, it was we uh, gross. but yeah, we have not you, been in the same it, room for a long time. Uh, no, how the fuck are you? It's been ages. It's been months actually. Yeah, yeah. We haven't recorded a podcast. In the same room for three podcasts. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. How are you? What the fuck are you I'm doing? What the hell are you, are you? Let me guess. You're in between six different. You're overseeing six different uh, commercials. I'm two overse- music videos. I'm overseeing three things and then uh, talking about some music videos. So this, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the slower end where but things are about to get busy. What is this? This is June. Yeah. And then Bent Image Lab gets really busy in July. Yeah, yeah. Do you want some whiskey? I'm okay. All right. Well, I don't have to get up until 3.30 <laughs> in the morning. So I'm at that moment where I'm like, hey, maybe I will. Maybe I'll just stay up. All is that what you're going to do? Drink. But then. No, I sound yeah, all courageous you gotta, during then you this work. podcast. I'll probably. Yeah, it's fine. It's a, it's a 14-hour day. It's not that bad. Yeah. So the reason that you haven't been here. Yeah. It's because you're somewhere else. Yeah, but here's the fucked up thing is I can't talk about it because the movie hasn't been announced yet. I okay. can't even say who the distributor is. Uh, and I made jokes to be like, oh, it rhymes with, in my head, yeah, I yeah. just rehearsed this. Yeah. To see, make sure I don't compromise my NDA, but I'm not going to do it. No. I'm not going to say the studio I'm working for, and I'm not going to say the distributor but i will say that uh the executive producer is a huge a-list director i would say like in the, in the top 10 mm-hmm. maybe even top five directors in hollywood right now he's an executive producer on the show that's awesome badass. um but cheers i'm gonna mm. cheers my whiskey next to your water yeah clean water because i have a shot to get back to mm. when we're done so i need to stay up <laughs> god that's good okay so check <laughs> this shit out though yeah. is what i did think about this you and I getting together and doing this podcast is one. I think all three of our listeners are like, Oh fuck. They don't have a guest again. This yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to suck because I wanted to talk about without compromising my NDA. I want to talk about why the fuck I haven't been in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And what the fuck I've been doing in Hollywood. Yeah. Which is, I have been uh, managing a feature film down there, which is, I, I, it's not indie. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe this is where all three of our listeners turn their backs on us, or yeah. at least on me. Yeah. Um, because it's not indie. Right now, there are 81 crewmates that I'm responsible for, mm-hmm. for managing, which is fucking, which is badass. But I've been producing for a long time, so it's very nice. Um, but I want to talk about those motherfuckers. Yeah. So I, don't, I can't really talk about the picture. I can't say what it's called. Or sure. But you could talk about people, but I can talk about these motherfuckers. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Okay. The, um, 
We could play a game called Does Rob Shaw Know These People oh, and they start spitting sake. their names I'm going to fail so badly on this. Not on the first one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So we have a stop motion community here in Portland mm-hmm. that you and I make films with all the time. Mm-hmm. One of those people um, is our production designer, someone that we've worked with intimately on several projects. Mm-hmm. Ian fucking McNamara. Yeah. I that know. guy's a murderer. Dude. Ding, ding, ding. I got, nah, so I know one. Dude. I know one person. So <laughs> that guy relocated from Portland down to uh, down to L.A. for this mm-hmm. for this picture. I begged him. I called him, and I was like, "Hey, come down on this come down to this fucking movie because you're a badass designer." Even though he's been doing a little bit of directing, um, if there wasn't already a motherfucking director attached to this film, I would have called you and been like. Do you want to come down and direct this feature? Yeah, yeah. Real quick. Yeah. You know, no big deal. Yeah. Like, just you know. pop down, just do it. We could like, we could carpool. We could share a, yeah. we could share a flight uh, <laughs> on the way down every Monday and on the way back every fucking Friday. My kids would love it. Yeah. I think uh, this is also the episode where I say, I think I'm going to die early because going through the fucking security mm-hmm. radiation thing where they look and see if I'm like, if I've, I've got a machete on. Yeah. Me yeah. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. And then every time you're in an airplane and you're going up into the whatchamacallit sphere, uh-huh. you're also exposing yourself to a higher level of radiation than normal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'd just like to uh, add cancer to the listeners on this podcast. Well, you know, I just, uh, I don't know if you've been watching uh, Chernobyl on HBO. That's what got me thinking about this. It's really good. But I got to say, there's, you know, like, uh, it's it's very kind of doomsday and you're watching it and you're just like, you know... Every single person you watch do something, you're just like, that person's dead. Yeah. And then, as insane as it is, the amount of people that died, it still was a little surprising how many people didn't die. For me. Like, at the end of it. did you Have you watched the whole thing? Yeah. You mean according to the Russian state that said only 32 people no, died? No, 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 or no. The, or the, the 5,000 people that died. Yeah, the 5,000 yeah. people that died. But, yeah. and not that, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's, it was a huge number. But when they were going through the different, like, groups of people, they were like... You know, like a third of these people died. And I was like, wow, I, I just wrote them all off. I just so figured I. that they all died. Every one of those yeah. naked coal miners. Fuck. Right? Yeah. The they, roof guys. They had to get like dick cancer The or roof guys. The, the 90 second oh roof guys. Oh, God. The yeah. roof guy that kept falling and cutting his shins. Fuck. That, my... that is crazy. Welcome to Chernobyl by <laughs> Trevor and Rob Shaw. scene gave me anxiety. But anyway. Oh, my God. My point is that. I'm going to die. No, my point is that like... I'm going to die for stop motion. Uh, yeah, probably not. You could, but <laughs> probably not. I'll probably die of liver failure. Oh, we first. have an episode coming up that's all about... Uh, we get. I got very enlightened on uh, the different uh, harmful um, uh, kind of chemicals or reactions. Like I know that... You know, we work with a lot of potentially harmful chemicals, the but I learned and the yeah. urethanes and that. Shit. But I, I learned a ton more. And at was about, this on the Suzanne Suzanne? Yeah. episode. Yes, it's coming I make, up. I make a quick cameo in that motherfucker. You did from set. Yeah, yeah. You can hear the yeah. shit. I think I let the cat out of the bag about I, the name uh, of that studio. We, we can bleep things. We'll bleep things show. are bleepable. Anyway, back to back to Ian. Okay, so back to Ian. Wait, but I got to do a bit first. We got to get Ian on the show. I'm holding this mic, and yeah. I feel like fucking Luther Vandross. So I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. You can hear every time I touch the fucking mic. Mm. Because every time I go back and I listen to the old 
episodes, I'm so fucking far away. I'm so far away from the yeah. mic. Now I'm, I'm switching it up. I'm yeah. learning. Even yeah. though I'm old, I'm like learning new things. So Ian McNamara, we do have to get him on the show. This motherfucker, being in the trenches with him is unbelievable. He was uh, a designer at Leica for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think he flirted with the story department, so he's well-versed in boards. But for the most part, he was a concept designer. His last picture there was uh, that was that was published was uh, Kubo. Mm-hmm. If you go get the art of Kubo, uh, I believe it was uh, it's Ian's panel that is the front cover. Yep, that like literally is yep. it's fucking amazing. So he's down there kicking around. He's designing the film. Okay, he's designed. It's fucking unbelievable. And then he went and curated um, a handful of other concept artists because right, it's not a one man show. You need, right, you need more people. Yeah. And so he curated uh, an all-female um, concept team. I don't know if that was deliberate or not. Uh, and if, it, if it's against the law, then it wasn't deliberate. Uh, <laughs> unfucking believable work. Yeah. Like, it is so fucking banging. And we're going to production in a couple of weeks. So wait, so you have eighty people there? And 80, got, 81, including eight, myself. Eighty-one, and yeah. you haven't, and you're not even in production yet. We're oh, we're on the cusp. How big is it going to get? I will throw probably like hundred and nine. Okay, say yeah, because I need to flesh out the animation team. <laughs> Such an exact number to to sound like you're rounding it down. I will uh, tell you. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, so one, my hundred nine. So 109 to 111. Well, it somewhere. depends on who I fucking fire. No, right. I'm kidding. I'm not going to fire anybody. Maybe. Um, but I'll just say, so I am I am co-producing this. So mm-hmm. I didn't invent this fucking movie, and I didn't find the financing. But I am a co-producer, and I am, uh, needless to say, I'm part of the management team. Part of which is babysitting the budget and knowing the coming and going of employees. So I get a payroll report every couple of days that tells me exactly how many people... Um, Within about a three-day margin of of accuracy, um, I get to know exactly how many people are on there. Mm-hmm. But I have never worked on a movie in my life with this many talented people that I think you and I have known for at least a decade and have never met because of social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ian does not fall in that category. Because mm-hmm. he and I worked on Coraline together way back in the day. Um, but Ian's desi- Ian and his designers are... Um, turning out this unbelievable concept design. And he then hands all that shit over to a, a, a set, a set designer that like breaks out that shit into architecture, mm-hmm. right? Like using, using witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. And some shit. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. So then you got this other motherfucker named Jeff Bartlett white. Mm-hmm. So he's our art director. So he's taking Ian's concept work from his department and turning it into real fucking sets. Yeah. He's like our Grey Garden yep. up here. Yep. And uh, shout out to Grey Garden. Um, we got to get Greg on the show, too. I know. No fucking shit. Yeah. We also got to get Solomon on this motherfucker. Yep. Okay. I can feel the whiskey kicking in, so this is going to be a heavy bleep curtain. Not safe. <laughs> not safe for work. Anyway, so this so this motherfucker, Jeff Bartlett White, um, he is fooling around at uh, on Tumbleleaf at Bix. Okay. Fooling around on uh, Hell and Back mm-hmm. at Shadow Machine. Fooling around at... Uh, stupid buddy. Mm-hmm. But in between all that, this motherfucker was the art director on Dave Made a Maze, the independent film where some dude goes fucking berserk, <laughs> goes bananas, and he 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 takes a bunch of cardboard and like makes a maze. Oh, yeah, yeah, His yeah. friends have to go in there. And there's yeah. like minotaurs. 
I haven't seen the movie. I, I haven't should, seen it either, but I remember yeah, it. But I remember it too of being like, this is like, this seems really cool. If I weren't so busy slash lazy, mm-hmm. I should, this is on the list of things I would watch. Right. If I were, if I could organize my time better. Anyway, so this motherfucker, Jeff Bartlett White, um, I hired him to come in as the, uh, the art director and he's a madman. So putting Ian in the concept seat and putting this guy, Jeff, in uh, the art department, and he runs the whole fucking floor, mm-hmm. just like how Greg Arden runs uh-huh. the fucking floor over uh-huh. at uh, uh, over at Bent. And the shit coming out of Jeff's department is unbelievable. Yeah, like it's crazy. I know that everyone who makes films is going to hear me say this and be like, "Oh, Trevor, this is just normal. It's just like it's it's you you know it's just a job." But I feel like a nine year old kid mm-hmm. to watch Ian's fucking designs, man. Make it all the way through the the design pipeline, like the architecture pipeline and watching it get built out of all these materials. And then watching our paint department take this color palette that Ian has very specifically, um, curated. Mm-hmm. And as these sets are coming together and the props and their landing, it's fucking breathtaking. Yeah. Like I, you know, in between pictures and projects, like I think, Sometimes I forget just how fucking unbelievable our jobs are. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like holy shit. I get chills yeah. just thinking about it. So okay, I want to keep name dropping these mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Go. So over in the paint department, um, you have uh, Rachel Mark. She's another person who I've known online but had never met. Okay. In person, she's a fucking murderer, dude. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. She's a really great painter, um, both in finding color and in. Um, her paint treatment. Mm-hmm. It's fucking unbelievable. She works with another individual named Heather, whose last name escapes me, but the two of them are just like, like Mad Max dude in our paint department, just mm-hmm. killing it. Um, I'm going to throw another name at you. Ready? Mm-hmm. Becky Van Cleave. Does sound familiar to you? It at does all? sound incredibly right? familiar to me. If you, um, if you're not friends with her on Facebook, you probably, Mark Zuckerberg's probably suggesting her to you <laughs> as you flip through. You know what I'm saying? You get these tiles yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's your friend's suggestion. For sure. So she's been a friend suggestion for years and, and we, I believe have been friends on Facebook for a while. Um, she's our head of puppets. Okay. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, without giving too much away on this particular movie, we, um, based, based on certain parameters, we lost three or four months of pre-production. Okay. And you know what that means. It's yep. like it, it accelerates a design department. Um, and it, uh, we're basically fabricating and designing at the same time, mm-hmm. which is an impossibility. You can't design something if you don't, or you can't fabricate something if you don't know what the fucking right. design is. Right. So there's that like added pressure on, on set just for trying to make a movie when you missed three to four months of design. It's a very stressful thing. Mm-hmm. And to look at Jeff White, who looks young. Uh, but I think we're the same age uh, <laughs> to look at Becky Van Cleve, who looks young, but I think maybe we're relatively the same age. These motherfuckers are so cool under pressure mm-hmm. and building a movie where our schedule is tight anyway. You know, it takes two or three years to really make a, make yeah, a yeah. stop motion yeah. film. Yeah. Dude, we're making it in like fucking five months. Yeah. It is insane. Technology has gotten to the point where. We can make a we can make a fucking movie, dude. We can make a stop motion movie in five months and yeah. not have it look like dog shit. That's that is insane. It's fucking crazy. You know who our animation director is? Who? Moose, mother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking Brooker. Dude. Yeah, 
Oh, I can feel the whiskey. I'm definitely going to be cursing. Yeah, cursing is fine. Dude, oh my God. Uh, so yeah. his team is fucking, is unbelievable. Musset is, um, I think he, when I drove down to LA for the, for the first time on set, because um, I was managing the picture from Portland for a while, and then finally moved in, moved down to Los Angeles the first Monday that I showed up. I think it was Musset's first day. Okay. So we got in the foxhole in the trenches like immediately right out of the gate. And yep. he, I know we had him on the podcast. Yep. And I had met him in person twice, very briefly. Mm-hmm. But now we share an office. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the coolest motherfuckers. Yeah, Musay's the best. He is, god damn. When's the last time you seen him? Uh, maybe two months ago. Was it up here or down there? No, it was down there. It was before this. So maybe it was a little bit longer than that. Uh, it was before? Uh, before you're, you started this show. So if that was oh, three before the ago. show. Oh, but it wasn't that. long before the show. It was yeah. like, so we... So we pitched in what March? Yes, we pitched. So uh, then I was back down in a few weeks after that. I was back down pitching a thing, and I saw him. Wait, you sold it, didn't you? You can't say anything right now. No, I didn't sell. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on, there's no secrets here. No, I know secret show. I'm talking. No, about. I'm telling you, I did. I didn't. Yeah, but did. didn't you just recently sell something else? You can't no. talk about that either. I didn't know. I didn't sell anything, you but didn't I did sell get. Anything. I got. I got brought on board something that I can't talk about. But that. But it wasn't my. Thing I knew that it. I, sold. I knew you were hiding something, yeah. you motherfucker. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't sell it. Do you? The the listeners won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But right behind you, there's a black cord. Do you mind yes. clicking that? You need a little light in here. I need a little, a little bit. Dark. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Moody. I can feel less drunk now. Um, wait, 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 wait. So uh, really quick, because I keep gabbing and shit. God, there's so many wires. I feel like I'm gonna hang myself. Um, wait, you got brought on something? Yeah, uh, I know you can't talk about it. No, and when things happen, when it's more of a real thing, which hopefully it'll be more of a real thing, we'll we'll we can do a whole. Are we gonna do a reverse it. of what I'm doing yeah, right now, great. where you dance around your non-disclosure agreement? Uh, yeah, if it Ooh. if it matures, Ooh. it's in a it's in a it's in a beginning. You know how hey, things well, are. Congratulations, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the so. Whatever it was a few months ago, and I always try to see Do you guys get, when I'm down there. You guys get shit faced together. N- neither one of us gets really that shit faced. He doesn't. No, because no, we go out. Um, I go out with pretty much the same crew uh, after work each day because work is grueling. You yeah, take yeah. four months out of a fucking schedule. Yep. It's and it's already a tight schedule. It's the I wrong know. four months to take out too, but. It is the do? wrong four months. <laughs> I'm a big. Oh, no uh, we talked about this before, but I'm a big. Uh, you know, in, in the way that directors get categorized, I'm firmly in the I'm a I'm a pre production director. Yeah, I wanna know yeah. I wanna know the shit's gonna work before we start. I feel I like that's very commercial oriented. Don't too. wanna get in there and be yeah. trying to figure out whether this is gonna work. I yeah. think it's just fucking indie. I think you can't like the you can't do it. You can't be indie and figure that shit out later. You no. got you need to have money to pay for that. But the most expensive part of the stop motion process is production itself. Right. Especially when you still have fabrication happening in puppets and in sets. Right. And all your fucking floor. So if you don't have a backup, if you don't have like a contingency plan, as far as money's concerned, you can't have any extra production. You can have a little extra pre-production to make up for. Anyway, I'm not trying to cut your, your show went the way your show's going. But our, (laughs) but ours was like, it was up to, it was up to the gods that basically we got, um, we had a couple months cut out of our schedule because right. it wasn't for lack of budget per se. It really was that the 
the A-list director producer that's involved in this is so fucking monolithically huge. Yeah. They was too busy. That was business affairs, man. It was uh, all the lawyers yeah, getting yeah, yeah. involved. You yeah. know, at that point, it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, so there's no hard feelings or anything. It just we all just kind of look at it as just part of what. And we you guys were knew when you were starting. You knew when you knew when you start when you started that you had lost that four months. We did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's key too because then it's not so much. It's not like oh, we were we were we were working. At a, at a relaxed pace, and then we lost a bunch no. of time. It's oh, like, we oh, go oh, into oh, this, oh. we know what the reality is. Yeah, well, when we, when we started the film, there wasn't a script. Mm-hmm. There were no storyboards. Right. There were no animatics. There were no character designs. And yep. there, were no con- there was no concept art. And there were no mood boards. Mm-hmm. So we fucking hit the ground running so hard and the first week there were five of us then the next week there were like nine right and then you had this exponential growth and now we're probably at week maybe we're at like week nine right now since Mm -hmm. i uh since i got on the film 81 motherfucking people yeah it's insane yeah oh another name i know who you know guess who i got to do r&d for three weeks down south no idea jave and ivy Oh, <laughs> isn't that crazy? There's well, basically everyone who's been on this podcast. Yeah, I've yeah, like yeah. He's on this there. production. So uh, he's doing some cool shit, dude. But Javen's still based here, right? Yep. Okay. Still based here. Um, I got him for another week, and then he's going to come back and start as an animator on the oh, show. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I can say these names without compromising the uh-huh. NBA. So he's going to animate on this show. Yeah, he's okay. going to go from doing R and D. I wish I could say what he's R and D because I feel like he's going to animate on some shows here too. Yeah, but not till September. Got it. Like not till right when our production wraps actual production. Got it. Actual Got it. shooting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um oh and shout out to I don't think you're gonna know who this name is, but I'm gonna shout out anyway. Matthew Cooney. Sound familiar to you at all? Mm-mm. Producer over at Bix Picks. Okay. I just gotta say this motherfucker, I'm not gonna say how what he has to do with this production. Cool cat. Yeah. He's good. I always you know, I'm I'm really hard on people from LA and I'm kinda I make fun of them and shit. Sure. Their shirts are all unbuttoned down to their belly button yeah. and everybody's doing cocaine and all this stuff. That could not be further from the truth. Yeah. Everyone that I've His shirt run is buttoned into, up and no cocaine. There's no, as far as I know, he's, he hides it really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Cooney and everyone that I've ran into so far, um, they're actually really cool. Characters. I will say this too, as we're dropping names. So my biggest fear with the name dropping thing oh, yeah. is that I'm, Way better with faces than I am with names. Mm. So then, there is definitely. Should I put a, like a face list no, together? No, what, what I'm a saying. Companion visual aid. This is basically me pre-apologizing for if you name drop somebody, and then I'm like, I don't know, and then that person's like, "Fuck you, fucking <laughs> shit. You fucking know me." So, well, I think I'm gonna tag. I think I'm gonna tag these motherfuckers uh, in the podcast. Yeah. Why? Well, so, so if, in any case, but the something I find often is that like. I'll be like, they'll be like, oh, so-and-so's coming in today. And I'll be like, I have no idea who that person is. And then they come in and I'm like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. You mean at work? Yeah. Like when your producer forces someone on you and you're like, God damn it. Or no, they're just like, it'll just be like, we got, we got three new CG artists and they're this person. This person says they work with you before. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) But it's only because of names. I don't, it's uh, like, I'm, I just have, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not good. I'm not good with names unless I'm saying your name all the time. Yeah. 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 But anyway, well, uh, I wish, I wish, uh, okay. So I saw on, um, last week, I feel like I'm totally breathing into this mic. 
You have the headphones on, so I think you're getting too sensitive. That's what's going on. Yeah, but aren't people going to be listening to this fucking thing? No, they're going to put it on speakers, and they're probably going to turn it off halfway through. So. Yeah, that's true. That's fine. <laughs> so I can get a lot closer to the mic towards you the can, end. You can... Uh, uh, okay, so last week, uh, Wendell and Wilde, which is the Henry Selleck, Jordan Peele picture that's shooting up here. Yes. So a crew member, and his name escapes me, took photographs of mm-hmm. the Wendell and Wilde crew. Uh-huh. You can see Jim Burkett. You can see oh, yeah, Joe yeah. Chinaki. Oh, did you yeah, see yeah. those photos? Yes, I did. I did. Fucking gorgeous. Yeah, they're awesome. Our picture hasn't been announced yet, so I can't do that, but I would love to do those photos. And then I could send them to you like 1980s fucking glamour shots. Yeah. And be like, this is Becky Van Cleave. This is Jeff Bartlett White. I totally no. This Becky is Musay Brooker. Even like, for sure. You know, like, that name is yeah. so familiar. She was the head of, uh, head of puppets and costumes, I think, at Stupid Buddy for a long time. Okay. Then I definitely know her. She because because she was there, there same time as T. Reed, right? T. Reed was. That's the other motherfucker we got. On, oh, you got T. Uh, Reed on this. He's uh, he's one of our lead fabricators uh, right now. We got him. Uh, I'm very sorry. Uh, Bubbles uh, is a picture that's no longer moving forward. Yeah, because sucks. Taika. Yeah, it really sucked. So we um, on my picture reached out. And grabbed as many people as we could. That's awesome to come over um, to come over to our places. So Tennessee is also one of those motherfuckers. So Great. he came over. He's a really awesome person. I'm going to segue into one more. You ready? Yeah. Nikki Rice. Maybe. Maybe. If you look on the Facebook, so she's a lead fabricator over there too. Uh-huh. She's a fucking dynamite motherfucker, yeah. and she drives like. 600 miles away every morning, twice a day. Just Wait, to get why? Work. Where did she live? 600, 600 might be an exaggeration. <laughs> 600 miles? <laughs> that seems like a lot. Maybe 600 clicks. Uh, El Segundo by LAX. Oh, okay. So anyone who's listening to this, I think I just outed her in terms of uh, stalkers, if they want to follow her. To it's fucking... a big area. Yeah, that's true. Not, uh, the airport's there. LAX yeah. is there, yeah. Uh, but Nikki, yeah, Nikki Rice. I think there's another name thrown in there, like Nikki Rice... Maliki or something. Okay. I might be murdering that. Anyway, dude, she's fucking badass. So she's doing a lot of digital sculpting and ZBrush, uh, but she is also um, leading. Um, she's one of uh, Becky's lieutenants. Okay. Tennessee's another lieutenant of Becky's. Yep. Super fucking amazing. Um, you work with John Warren? John Warren. So John Warren was the, I think he was the art department manager at Leica. He left... Halfway through Missing Link, maybe? Then he came to Bent. And we did that Gus Van Zant project with him. With the dropping houses? Mm-hmm. With the dropping houses. Then I probably... Then I met him, but I don't... That thing... That was... You guys did that at Bent 3, though, right? We did that at the Annex, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know that... So you didn't see him? I probably didn't see Check him. Check this fucking shit out. His cousin, mm-hmm. Chris Warren, mm-hmm. DP of our picture. Oh, nice. This motherfucker... So... Uh, okay, you know this more than I do. So... What's like the early, early shit in like the 19, 1928 or 1930s, early stop motion? King Kong? What was before King Kong? Before King Kong. Yeah. Was there some fucking dinosaur thing? Not Land of the Lost, but like no. something like that. Lost <laughs> yeah, Highway. Yeah, no. Lost, uh... oh. lost Highway. Um, is there? Is there one... Is there a lost like black world and that's white. not... It is, yeah. Lost World. Lost there you go, right? World. But I so, thought that didn't happen. I thought that was like a thing... Well, there's some old school else. shit, okay. like old school, old school shit that Chris Warren's grandfather shot. So the nice. Warren family comes from a fucking, like this dynasty of 
there are I I think they're like VFX cinematographers and VFX like people. Got you know it. what I'm saying? Like yep. they provide the shit that's in front of the camera and not just behind it. Yeah. And I've been doing that since Jesus was a fucking kid. Yeah. So um Chris Warren, who's like you know, his grandfather did this shit, his father does you know, does his shit. Uh Chris did a shitload of underwater photography for the Abyss. Okay. Fucking Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Uh Bram Stoker's Dracula with uh-huh. that weird butt uh-huh. hair on Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this guy's shooting our picture. I only, I can only ever think of uh, uh, the Simpsons uh, Halloween one where Mr. Burns is Dracula. Mm. Whenever it's anyone says so Bram Stoker, Dracula, oh, that's what God. I see is Mr. Burns. Anyway. Dude, you know it's also good this whiskey. You is it? Want I'm totally, the thing is, is you that. You can't animate with whiskey in your system? I don't want to, I won't want to, I won't want to. I will lose all motivation. That's the problem. Are you caught up on Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, I'm not done with Game of Thrones. After this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, watch the last three episodes. Uh, if there's enough whiskey, so you want to drink enough to just be disappointed is what you want. That's what I heard. <laughs> but I'm looking at fan art that it's kind of giving some spoilers away, and I'm like, Ugh. I'm actually it's looking at really that. you know looking at bad fan art that's. It's giving not even so much away. the what happens; it's the how it happens. That's the really issue with that. But it's I not gave the worst I thing gave ever. up two seasons. Ago. Yeah, it's true. You should. That was <gasps> the smart too move. Honest now. Um, anyway, so I'm working my way through these names. So you don't, you haven't worked with John Warren up here. Uh-uh. He's on Pinocchio. Okay, up here now. I hope people don't mind that I'm just dishing. Wait, all so this he's shit out. on Pinocchio. Then he's going to go down for your production. No, I begged, I begged him to come down on this production. But there's so much work happening in Portland. He was like, "Go fuck yourself." Oh, okay. But so his, you're just cousin his cousin is, yeah, uh, his cousin. Yeah, I got it, got it, got it, got it. His cousin's a wild card, man. Yeah. This guy's older than I am, but not that much, man. He's like eight years older than me. Yeah, maybe, maybe a decade, maybe. Um, got energy of a fucking 25 year old. Yeah. Just fucking could lift up a car. It's got fucking, I yeah. want the energy that Chris Warren has. You know, you can't, um, you can't take it with you. Stay up till three in the morning and then go catch a flight and go to LAX every Monday. And if then you want that energy. Catch radiation. Yeah. <laughs> fucking eight times. I feel like the sleep deprive will get you way long before the airplane radiation. <laughs> not you in particular. I'm not dooming you. I'm saying like, I'm saying that, that, if you that thing the sleep the being sleep deprived is the is, is that that fucking that shortens your life. See, but if HBO just come out with a mini series about sleep deprivation, that's what I would be focusing on now. Yeah. But since I just watched Chernobyl, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. now convinced. I've like web MD'd myself into believing that I I now have cancer. Mm. Um, which is why I don't eat seafood because of Fukushima. Anyway, oh yeah, kind of that's the only conspiracy theory I. <laughs> that you buy into to, yeah. of all of them. I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, I could take it. I don't need shrimp. Yeah. It's kind of fucking gross. It's kind of like the beetle of the ocean. It's I'm true. Not really into the it. The small ones, though, are highly, um, uh, charismatic. No. Charming. No, not none, none of the above. Uh, what do they call it? Um, limber? No, oh, you're fucking me up. What's the, uh, I keep thinking they're rejuvenating. <laughs> That's not it. They're, uh, like, a um, Sustainable, fuck me! They're oh, like because the, the, you can eat the shit out of them, and then they, just, they, they multiply. I, I like think crazy. they just multiply like crazy. They don't oh. eat a lot of natural resources. They're it's really, not like the bald eagle where you eat one and then suddenly and then you're extinct. done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what happened to the bald eagle? Too I don't many know. I think eating? I've had too much whiskey at this point. Um. Anyway, you don't need to eat shrimp if you don't want to. No. Um. But I got to tell you, I listened to a podcast with Chris Warren, the DP on it, from two years ago, and. uh I think at some point we're going to have to get a real studio. 
You I, and I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of mm. like the uh, the professional sound. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No offense, Dustin. You're doing a great job here uh, at this echoey cabin that we record in uh, almost every week. I don't know. Maybe you're listening to too many nice ones because I'm telling you, every, every time I've ever listened to a podcast, it's just. Are they janky? It's just the fucking worst. <laughs> it's that, unless it's like, you know, like it's like a super pro y one, like how this get made or something like that, where, you know, they're in a sound studio, yeah. but like, cause like my favorite murder is like two people on a laptop on the couch right. eating f- fucking talkies. Right. Yeah. And like a producer <laughs> sitting in the corner. Oh, I don't know. My, my kid, my youngest son's in a talkies. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Yeah. Um, totally insane. So you take four months out of a picture, mm-hmm. you, um, automatically start throwing gasoline on a production. You put, 81 people in a fucking room together and they're and everyone's expected to perform with military precision you get finger pointing like fucking crazy sure none of that's happening on the show nice first time i've ever been on a picture teamwork yeah yeah we like literally we have each other's back like it it is i've never seen such a tight supportive um team of that size before Mm -hmm. fucking crazy dude Mm -hmm. um and i think because going into it we knew that we were going in at a disadvantage and we had to start sprinting yeah really really fast yeah and um our studio is supportive the um the distributor is really supportive and for the most part like pretty hands-off but the level of like practical jokes and um, that we're playing on each other, I always feel like is a good measuring stick mm-hmm. for how healthy a production is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking amazing. Um, so you know Musay, yeah. you know Javen, yeah. you don't know uh, Jeff Bartlett White, no, um, you don't know, you know Ian, mm-hmm. um, Maria Andriotti, mm-hmm. who uh, very close with. She um, <laughs> she was at uh, DreamWorks and Leica and mm-hmm. Bob's Burgers, so stole her from Bob's, and uh, she's working in the design department with Ian right this moment. Awesome. Who you know. I'm going to throw a name out there, and I don't remember his last name. First name is Ernesto. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker comes from DreamWorks TV, and he is cutting our picture for us. Okay. So he's the picture editor. Yeah. Amazing guy. Yeah. And I think he's like 16 years old. I got to yeah, check yeah. to see if, if it's even legal for yeah, him yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, also very funny. Super amazing. Um, can you guess who our visual effects supervisor is? Adam Sager. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if that was Adam? I don't know. We make so many off-color jokes. I don't know if Adam. Adam's like no, he a would, pure human being. You think that, but but I've worked. I'm actually working with him right now as a VFX supervisor, which is why that's funny. But he, wait, on at oh, I heard yeah, that yeah, yeah. he had gone, show he'd here gone back over to Bent, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's that's crazy. he's working on a show. Uh. Wait, but who used to be your VFX supervisor at Bent Image Lab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam- Cameron, uh, Cameron Carson. Yeah, so I I called Cameron and I didn't think he would I didn't think he would leave Bent for this picture, and he fucking did. That's awesome. In like two and a half weeks, he was down there. He is he's murdering it, dude. Yeah, he is fucking seventeen steps ahead of me, and I never have to be. I never have to learn anything ever again about production. Because these guys are just fucking geniuses, right? Like I don't need to know how. Well, to that's how it's handle supposed to work, HDR right? As a producer, yeah. I mean, it's supposed yeah, to work that so. where you get people that like they know their thing, and so you're just connecting them and helping to funnel all of their energies into the right path. So. Yeah, but yeah. like overall, you're not supposed to know how to do 
their job. That would be fucking insane. I mean, I know that sometimes it ends up that way. Sometimes people, it, it's, but, but. But if you came from that world, if you were a VFX soup. Yeah. And then you started producing, then it would be kind of be like, well, then you would naturally kind of come from that world. So like I come from script and, and story and visual development. So yeah. I have, so I understand pre-production really well. Right. Which I think can be like mystifying to some folks. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what development looks like, if you look at something that's a work in progress and from yours and from your point of view to you, that's done. It could probably be startling if you're looking at something that's just a work in progress. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, Cameron's fucking amazing. This team is like really fucking amazing. So all of our department heads are extremely strong, extremely close. And then the way we're structuring this picture is um, management. We don't really approve their fucking staff. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't give a fuck. So they just turn around and we, we trust them. You know, we trust their instincts. That's why they're department right. heads in the first place. Like you, you, you say you guys pre agree on how, what the slots are that need to be filled and then they fill it how they see. We, I mean, when we develop the budget for the picture, that is solely done at the producer's discretion. Mm-hmm. So, um, really even those roles are placeholders because we can kind of redefine what the roles are based on how sure. the, but they're not, gonna, the H- they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to, your department head's not going to be like, you know what? I know I said uh, three, but I, I hired seven more people for this thing. Okay. That is a line that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could, they, they, it's not that, I guess this is, this is more for the people out there that, that, um, you know, that are like in, in school or whatever that don't, that don't, haven't done a bunch of this mm-hmm. stuff. But like, that's the, you could still have that conversation. Someone's like, hey, we agreed on three people. I'm looking at what we're doing and it's never going to happen. We need four people. And then you go in and try to figure out where to shuffle that money from. But it's not like, it's not like you're saying to each department, like, Hey, sky's the limit. Just whatever you want. It's like you, that you get recommendations from that person and you make sure that everything fits within the machine that you've built. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I think that once you work on a couple productions or maybe just one production, you realize that when you're staffing up, one of the first things you ask your producer is, um, how big's my staff? Yeah. How many people can yeah, I yeah. hire? And you can start with that amount. Yeah. With that quantity of people. But then you listen to your crew and you listen to your department heads too as a producer. So in some instances, um, because every picture is different that, yeah, absolutely. We'll actually, we'll take people out of the budget that we're in a department when we actually don't need it. Mm-hmm. And we will redistribute at least the value of those people into a different department. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I'll be doing that tomorrow. Actually, I won't say which department specifically, but we have, we have a wardrobe department that has never worked in stop motion before. Mm-hmm. Totally works. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. My first instinct was like, Oh, well, you know, is the thickness of the stop motion puppets, are they all going to look like the wardrobe is all like as thick as a sleeping bag, you know, because of the scale and stuff. I think that's like one of the number one issues that stop motion wardrobe has suffered from mm-hmm. is not getting thin enough material. These motherfuckers are nailing it, dude. Nice. Yeah. It's so awesome. Never worked in uh, never worked in stop motion. It's totally foreign to them. Um, but killing it. Like I can't say enough. I guess like right now, this is my love letter to stop motion. Like mm-hmm. I was in love with stop motion anyway, because none of us are gonna retire rich from this fucking right. trade. Or um, retire, maybe. Or ever retire, <laughs> or even have health insurance. But the um this group of people, like by far, makes it absolutely worth the no sleep that I'm getting uh-huh. and the Chernobyl level of fucking radiation I'm getting from flying back and forth. I wish you were on the show. Yeah, me too. 
You should just stop directing. There's a couple PA gigs that are probably going to open up. (laughs) That are probably going to open up. You can come on down, man. Um, I was going to ask you something. Um, Well, did you have more names or should I start hitting you with? I have a couple questions. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So ask me. I think you're going to know his name because he's from Nightmare Before Christmas. Who is heading up our armature department? Who's heading up your armature department? Justin Cohn. Oh, yeah. K-O-H-N. Justin's an animator, too. Justin, I think, is everything. Yeah, I, wor- I worked with Justin in San Francisco years ago. You was he on? Uh, not Bump of the Night. Um, no, uh, it was Phantom Investigators. He was like a. Um, was he, he an animator? He was. Uh, I think he was kind of like a, like a ringer. Like they brought him in when we got behind to like kick out some shots because he was you know, more experienced than a lot of the people in the production. I think. Myself yeah. included. He's he's yeah he's fucking amazing. Um, there's a there's a so punk, he's making your armatures. He's making our armatures on site. Um, there's a punk rock, punk rocker. Is that the right word for it? I like don't a know. legit I don't know what we're fucking musician. <laughs> okay. I mean, like legit. Yeah. His name is Ronnie Sharon, and he spells his name R A N I. Uh huh. He's an armaturist alongside Justin Cohn, but he's like literally like a. Like he just came back from tour. Like, okay, you know, how like Ryan Hayford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, yeah. like yeah. Le- a legit yeah. ska fucking yeah. bassist or whatever. Yeah. We got one of those on this nice. picture. Nicest fucking guy in the world. Okay. Um, there were a couple more I want to throw you. Oh, some of his uh, Musset's lieutenants, Michael Granberry. Oh yeah, yeah. Multiple Emmy award winning fucking animator. Yeah, he's um he's one of our lead animators. Yeah, he's great. And along and with such uh, a nice man, Kim Blanchett, you work with that? Uh, uh, I don't. I so I only know Kim tangentially. Yeah, uh, I've worked well, with him on a bunch of pictures. But, he was on Coraline back. Yeah, in the I mean, day too. Kim is like a fucking legend. So I, I, uh, he's also like a character. So there's tons of yeah, Kim Blanchett for sure. Stories out yeah, there. and there's uh, uh, Musay brought over a bunch of his students from USC. Oh, nice. Um, uh, Delon who. Remember that name. I don't remember his, I don't, I don't know what the fuck his last name is, but his first name is Delon. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one he brought over is, uh, Madeline. These are former um, students. So these are former yeah, students yeah. who yeah. are animation assistants right now in his department. Uh huh. Red Hot. Fucking awesome. amazing. Yeah. Super, super nice. And there's another one from Ardman he brought over named, uh, Evelyn. Can't fucking remember last name. Okay. There's too many people separating me between the animation assistants. Yeah. So I don't know their last names. We'll but do I do another. know they're nice as motherfuckers. We'll do another. We'll do one towards the end of the production. You'll know everybody's name way better. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's anyone else I want to call out. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think. So you guys aren't in production yet. Nope. We're like two weeks away. Animators have been doing what? Testing puppets? Yeah. Okay. So it's like uh, they're just doing R and D like crazy. Yeah. Special effects, armatures, okay. wire, ball and socket. So you guys are doing a mix, wire, ball and socket. Yeah. Some of our characters require um just wire uh-huh. because of their size. Okay. How fucking small they are. Yeah, yeah. Um and then some are like fucking mostly just armature with a little bit of superficial covering over the over the top of it. Sure. Yeah. Um you guys doing are they uh any replacement faces or replacement pieces, or is it all movable, armatured puppets? I'm, I'm thinking about my NDA. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking about... We, we're we doing um, RP. Okay. We definitely... We, 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 uh, we've been doing a lot of 3D printing that as part of our question. process. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I don't feel comfortable answering anything further than that. Um, but at the alcohol, okay, I will tell this. I can, so. well, I mean, I can tell you that if you're our, if you're RPing, then you're doing some replacement animation. <laughs> I didn't say you, that shit, man. You, you don't have the NDA. Yeah. But the the room in which the 3D printer sits, um, there's 99, you know, 99% mm-hmm. isopropyl alcohol. Oof. Um, and not like the kind that's in your, your mom's fucking cabinet. Nope. It's gallons of this shit. Yeah. And to walk in there smells like my breath in the morning yeah you got to be careful like it with smells that like me oxidizing whiskey at 5 a.m when i wake up like the whole place just literally just that particular room so do you guys have are you doing all of your 3d print printing in-house or you have to share some out we are now in-house? some okay. some of the stuff depending on the time crunch yeah because we have a lot of relationships with 3d printers uh-huh. really within we can get shit within like a 18 hour turnaround yeah so it just depends but having one because we have some draft resin that we can have stuff kicked out the size of a softball in 90 minutes oh nice but it's draft resin yeah, right? yeah. it's like low resolution the color is like some sort of like bright blue mm-hmm. you know i mean it's totally fucking unusable yeah, except yeah. for concept work yeah yeah i can hear every every touch every touch. you'll hear it less when when dustin lays magic to it i'll ask dustin to just yeah just, yeah can you take out all the fingerprints um God, this whiskey's good. Why don't I drink more when we do these podcasts? So then is it is it paced so that the design keeps going far into the job? Like, is it... We're now at that point. Yeah. And not only the design, but because we missed out on four months. If you look at the the Gantt chart of how normal production looks, where mm-hmm. you're like pre-production and it's a giant bar. Yep. And then there's a some bit of overlap. Yeah. A couple of weeks of overlap. Yeah. We, if you, if you were to look at that... Um, both environment set fabrication, prop fabrication, and character fabrication will all run right into production in a really significant way. Got it. So when we wrap, we will probably still be fabricating three weeks before we wrap. Okay. Uh, the actual shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done it that way. Mm-hmm. And we could not have done this. Um, I'd say three years ago, you couldn't have done this movie, but technology has gotten so advanced now with, um, um, with Moco, now that all that, the majority of Moco is driven through Dragon now, we're yeah. not leaning so much on the Cooper stations. Yep. Um, with 3D printing, obviously. Um, the, oh shit. Here's what? something. Yeah. Here's something totally crazy. Okay. Fucking VR. What, you guys? I don't understand. Check this fucking shit out. <laughs> Did you ever see a Bent Image Lab when Ian and Cameron and I were fucking around with VR? No. Well, well, I mean, I saw... So, yeah, maybe. You saw it like we had cooked up the room with the... I think it was the Vive at the time, the Sony Vive or HTC Vive. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's, it's Oculus's competitor. Yeah. Um, so well, I remember that there was... That we had the thing where you could paint in 3D yep. and then you also had the thing where you could animate lines in 3D. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we so like 3 years ago the three of us, Ian who's now the production designer on this film, um and Cameron Carson who's now the VFX supervisor. 3 years ago we were up here in Portland and we had used this technology the the basically 3D sculpting in um in VR. Mm-hmm. So it's it's in full 3D, it's in stereo. You put the goggles on and you can see the world. And Ian was like, "Well, fuck, well this might be a really good way to pre-visualize sets mm-hmm. to scale. Mm-hmm. And if the if somebody, you know, built a set 
and a director was able to come in and look at the set in 3D before you actually build it, if you just build it in, in CG, it, it could save a step before you actually start cutting MDF and mm-hmm. testing that shit out. So I came back up here to visit the kids because um, I come back up here every weekend. And um, I went to Cameron's friend's house because Cameron's uh, Vive, his VR setup was up here in Portland. So I smuggled it down to L.A. and we in- integrated it into our pipeline for this movie. Okay. So because we lost three or four months, we were able to pre-viz a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So the pipeline right now is like Ian's Ian and Ian's artists will put together these beautiful fucking concept uh, art for props and for sets. And that before it gets built, we'll go to our, our set designer who will turn it into architecture okay. and it's real world architecture. When he does it, it's to scale. So if it's a, if it's the so white he's, house, he's doing well, that in like a 3d program, he's modeling, yep, he's modeling it in a 3d program. So that those blueprints go out to Jeff and his team to actually build it. Mm-hmm. Those blueprints also simultaneously go to Cameron to mm-hmm. be put into 3d so the director and the DP can go in and pre-visualize, pre-visualize oh, shots. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Yeah. It is like... You know, that's... Um, I'm patting myself on the back for forcing that into our pipeline uh-huh. for something that was a conversation three years ago. And yeah. I had heard like Stupid Buddy and other other stop motion companies and definitely live action is using yeah. VR to pre-vis. Yeah. But it's fucking cool. It's like playing a video game. Uh, yeah. Environmental design is, is doing it all mm-hmm. the time too now. You know, where like now they can... You know, you're like designing a store in Beijing or whatever. You can you yeah, can you send can like, everybody a, a a package where they put on their 3D goggles and they and they're just where they are. They're looking at the new thing rather than getting to Beijing and having to change everything because now seeing it in the space, nothing works. Right, exactly. Right, or 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 sending 2D approximations on a PDF. And right, like okay, right. well that looks kind of cool yeah. the way it's laid out and stuff. But right, yeah, it's uh, I think it's really fucking incredible. And Cameron, again, who's Cameron Carson, anyone who's never worked with Cameron Carson as a VFX supervisor, just memorize that name. This son of a bitch went even further into this VR setup where we're not only looking at sets to scale. He went and programmed in uh, camera lenses and, and a fucking camera. Nice. So even though you're like looking at a set, you have a camera that you can pick up in virtual reality. Right. And you can set the and lens. And you can like sna- make a snapshot and stay where you are. Check yeah. this out. And when you make a snapshot, he programmed it so it just appears in virtual space right there. Mm-hmm. And then another one can appear as you take photos so you can turn and look at the tile that's already been set up. Um, and then on another wall, you can turn and actually look at the storyboard panels mm-hmm. that were created by the story team. So right. it's like, it's really fucking incredible. And for us, effectively, we already had that technology that um, Ian and Cameron and I built three years ago right so to put it on this movie it's effectively was free yeah the yeah. whole fucking setup was yeah, free. yeah it's amazing yeah. i hope i don't think i'm compromising any nda with that since me and cameron and ian <laughs> can we've been trying to find a, the right movie to, to yeah, I mean, and it doesn't say anything creative about the project it's just talking about no method do you want to ask me what the name of the show is um no good because i'm not gonna tell you anyway. <laughs> uh wait so when are you coming down when the fuck are you coming to la because we got we have you and I have another pitch to do. Yeah, um, I was thinking about trying to do it in. I have a thing that we that I also they can't talk about on the podcast, but um, 
Look at how secret we are. I know. Does that mean our street credit's gone up mm. so much that we actually can't talk about what we're doing? Mine's just because uh, I don't want anyone to get mad at me who's listening yeah. to the podcast. But um, uh, I was thinking about July sometime, if I can make it happen, which is coming up fast. Yeah. After um, 4th of July, you come up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I can come by. I can come by and see this. You can come by and see the show. I'll sign you. an NDA. Um, oh, wait. Dude, maybe you don't have to. Because in the behind-the-scenes photos that we've all been gathering and stuff, I think I I told you about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking snuck a photo of you, Rob Shaw, when you and I were at, when we were pitching, we were pitching Apple, I think. In one of our pitches, I snapped a photo of you in the lobby. Uh-huh. And then as we started putting behind-the-scenes photos together for this film and you for threw this. threw it in there. I threw a picture. At you. They're like, "Who's this guy?" I thought it was funny. No, yeah. nobody said anything. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fucking. It's hilarious. You just—I mean, you're one of hundreds of yeah, you know, yeah. photos yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be funny if you end up making it into the the art of book on yeah, this movie. That'd and be great. So people are like, "Who's this silver-haired fox?" <laughs> Wait, your hair's got a lot whiter. Is it really, or is Holy it just because we turn the lights on? Maybe it's because I'm drunk and because I don't think right underneath that. I don't light. think in three weeks it's gone a lot whiter. I don't think I've seen you, dude, for two months. Yeah, even in two months, right. probably not that. <laughs> probably not that. Holy much. shit! Um, well, um, so we, so everything's the same. You're busting your ass at Bent. Yep. Um, you're babysitting three different projects right now. Yep. And you're in early talks for another music video. Yeah. Can you say who it's for? I can't. Oh, you can. I cannot. I. I but you can say on this not. podcast. <laughs> no, so you can't. That's crazy. And, uh, but what no, the fuck are yet. you working on? Because independent of everything you just listed, I'm seeing shit on Instagram of you actually shooting a movie. Yeah, so I'm shooting my next. Uh, I think it's going to be a like a uh, like a six part web series. Um, but I'm still Ooh. figuring it out. Ooh. And it's called "You Play Too Much," and it's about growing up in Philly. Is this you? Is this your yeah, story? Yeah. Is there like a little Rob there? There's a little little Robbie. Well, Robbie's in there. Are yeah. there people from your childhood there? There are, but they're like composite. I tried not to. Amalgams of different yeah. people. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want anybody to sue me. So, there. so instead of like the nine girlfriends you had in second grade, that you yes, just, you just <laughs> smushed them into you one. Figured out my person named Alice, or you whatever. figured out my my life really well. But uh, how far into the shooting are you? So I'm <clears throat> tonight. I'm planning on finishing the second of the six finish shooting the second of the six holy episodes. shit um and then i'm hoping that this is going to kick me into a couple times a week just you know after dinner go into the basement work until the two o'clock in the morning yeah and then go to bed oh shit but um, you but when you say go into the basement you have a stop motion studio in the ground floor of your house i do and it's and i love it so much that's crazy and i finally have it so i've had i've had that i've always had something set up in my basement wherever i've been sometimes an attic um that's always had a dragon station and an animation table yeah like, yeah. like just like uh and this is the first time that i've set up a down shooter and i'm really excited about it because is your whole show a down down shooter show yeah it's Holy very shit. it's a very high composited thing um are you doing I, the compositing yourself or yeah. you got yeah yeah, yeah. or do everything myself everything. orlin will do color for me in the end he's gonna color because he's uh, he's 
he does Talk about his name dropping. When is that motherfucker coming on this? Thing? We'll get we can get Orlin on here. Dude. Yeah, he's the fucking best. Um, I want to ask him what it's like to work with his wife because uh uh it, it, every time I've tried to creatively collaborate with a loved one not no, but not good results, man. Their no. their their partnership is is much more like uh what you've seen in in some like classic fine arts uh spouse partnerships where it's like where the roles are completely separate or 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 where it's just you know, such like, a where like the the marriage and the art are tied together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're it's not this isn't two people trying to make it work art wise because they're married. This is like a big like I think they were collaborating before they were dating. That's what I heard. That's what I heard then, too. I think I just want I I want to learn from him. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I want to ask those questions. I think it's maybe a difference in personality. Like I don't think I have the personality for that. But I don't. Orland does. I don't think I. I uh, uh, my first wife. I we were working on a screenplay together. My first wife. My only wife. My first wife. Yeah. My first. My wife. first wife. As if I've had <laughs> other wives. Um, yeah, we wrote a screenplay together. That actually, like every every couple of weeks, I go back and I'm like. Man, we should have finished that fucking thing. It's yeah. a fucking good idea. Yeah. Great title too. But oh yeah, we couldn't Oh my god. It yeah. was it was oh my god. I'm surprised we actually got as far into the screenplay as we did mm-hmm. without just fucking murdering each other. Where in the marriage was this? Like the very beginning of the marriage? No, 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 no. no. This was 10. I mean, we were together for 22 years. Okay. So it was I think we had kids at the th- i think we had had our first child and we we're like you know what let's write a screenplay wow anyway maybe that's what contributed to the divorce yeah. don't write screenplays with your loved one yeah um anyway so this uh the, the picture that i'm doing right now is the people are unbelievable i'm waiting f- for something horrible to happen mm-hmm. because the i've it just it it feels unreal in terms of just how much support everyone um uh is bringing in mm-hmm. every day like a genuine level of like caring and support and everybody's watching out for each other and um if one department like makes a mistake because mistakes happen right and yeah it's like totally fine and as a producer i don't give a fuck about mistakes i yeah. feel like they're just things to learn from some producers i've worked with and directors in the past if somebody makes a mistake um, they're like chewed out for it. Mm-hmm. And I never quite understood that. I was like, wait, don't you want to build trust? Yeah. Don't you want people to feel yeah. comfortable? Like, you know, like fuck people well, maybe up not. just There's because a, of them. People, a lot of people don't want to, a lot of people want people to feel uncomfortable. Not mm-hmm. on my fucking shows. Yeah. So, and so I think this is maybe my first movie where I have enough power to really affect the movie. Do you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? From a management point of view. Yeah. And from a leadership and producing point of view that, um, Maybe I'm so pleased with the crew because I think I'm secretly patting myself on the back to be like, hey, I think maybe I helped Got the contribute. Right yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, no. They- I was going to go one step further <laughs> and, say, and say, I got that- the wrong people, but I've shepherded them correctly. I definitely did not get the wrong people. Yeah. Everyone is fucking super stellar, but um, I try to be really enthusiastic and really, um, really honest and really positive, uh-huh. which is three things I've, I've just never seen from producers. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's also that's also when you're when you're in something that's that that's going to be that hard that's going to be that big a challenge where you don't have all the time in the yeah. universe, um, you know. There's no reason not to 
try to be chill. I could, yeah. I, I, I think you know, in previous pictures of just not not having enough influence. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe power is like a weird word to use, but um, not having enough influence. I always knew in my heart that when leadership were being buttholes that I was like, oh man, that's just not a way to lead. You know, right. that's just yeah, yeah. not, there's yeah, another yeah. way that's actually better for business yeah. and cheaper. You yeah. can get more out of people if you can really tap into just why the fuck they're there. Mm-hmm. At what point in their lives did they choose to make movies? Right. And you can tap into that and just really pump the gas and get a lot out of people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in a short period of time, if people are comfortable and they're, they're living in stasis instead of some form of discomfort. Right. Um, and you can just get a lot out of people. So anyway, I feel like I'm witnessing that and I'm, I'm, I might be just patting myself on the back and saying, I've, I haven't seen a crew like this before because I, I think maybe I'm playing some role in, in kind of spreading that level of like, like honesty and comfortability on uh-huh. set. Or not. Maybe uh, people are listening to this fucking podcast yeah. being like, Trevor's the worst producer I've ever <laughs> worked with in my entire life. And he's a waste of time and we fucking hate him. Who knows? So I keep looking over on your couch. Is that a stack of diapers? Um, yes, I gave birth. Night. That's, why, <laughs> that's the baby you're hearing in the background. No, those are socks, man. Those are uh, socks, Holmes. Looks- my son, my oldest son's playing uh, basketball now. Oh, okay. He's fucking killing it. So um, he got some new Jordan shorts today at the store. Okay. And um, he wanted socks. And uh, socked him up. He took half of the socks that we bought today over to his mom's, like okay. a sweetheart, and left those diaper looking socks. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it looks like a stack of pampers. Well, that's where Dustin should be. Right. But he's out, which means we might fuck up the whole audio capture. Let's hope we didn't. Uh, is thing. the number moving? The number's moving. Yeah, but I feel like the last time we did this, we're like, Dustin's going to hate it. And then it turned out that none of our mics worked and we had to go off the dash zoom. That's why we had three mics, though. That was smart. Yeah, we fucking smart. What we lack in uh, what we lack in uh, skill, we make up for in thoroughness and quantity, quantity. Yeah, Uh, but it's good times. But you know what, buddy? Uh, I do. I miss you. Yeah, I miss you, too. I miss you, man. And now we're like, I feel like John and Abigail, except our teeth aren't. Yeah, our teeth aren't. And we're not going to kiss. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, you uh, know, we need to do this. We'll do this more often. You're back up here on the weekends. I just need yep. to make time. I need to make Trevor time the weekend. We'll do but, it. But your family's out of town this weekend. That's so why you got, I, you're, yeah. you're able to escape. But again, maybe this is maybe this is the catalyst where like, you know, maybe. we'll come on. We'll, we'll start doing some Sunday night ones because yeah. the, the remote ones work kind of but not really because i couldn't hear you in the last one with and open the portal and you other. couldn't fucking hear we can't me do this no <laughs> we can't talk over each other yeah, when i yeah. come down there too we'll do one down there um for sure when you come down i think we should do like five or six. Oh, whoa um, these sons of bitches dude the, these are the 81 motherfuckers that i'm working with dude yeah i want to get i want to get in on all of them yeah yeah on this fucking podcast uh, we'll have like three years worth of podcast let me ask you this just on this show yeah. when when can you when do you get to say what this project is as soon as the the distributor announces it, when's that happen? That's a good motherfucker. Because I gotta question. say, I it's crazy know, that there's so I I this because you know the name of this project, yeah, and, and the, you know the the big the and big I know distributor. that and I know that that most of the most of these projects that have been happening uh, are getting announced as soon as they're even like partially greenlit, like they're they're announced before they've hired anybody they're announced just 
by who's attached and which studio it's going to. I got to say, dude, the executive producer on this is so fucking huge that I think maybe that's also playing a role in it. Okay. Like maybe it's not even the the distributor who's giving like they us don't millions and millions and millions of dollars to make this movie. They're like, I, we're not going to announce this. I think maybe they do want to announce it, but the but the but the head person, the, our executive Said producer, no. is like, oh hell no, fuck you. I don't know, but I'll just say that it's um, uh, it is an amazing show. Um, I really love indie animation, and I think that because we lost three to four months of pre production on the show, mm-hmm. and we have you know we got millions of dollars to make this movie, yeah. But what we don't have is millions of dollars worth of time. Right. So um, that indie spirit is fucking living and breathing, man, on set. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're, we ain't fucking around. Right. Like, everyone is so fucking serious and um, finding ways to not cut corners, but finding really creative ways to get to the finish line real fucking quick. And I got to say, like from, a, indie shoot. from a design standpoint, there's something, I think, you know, like storyboards and rewrites would and animatic cuts would suffer. But yeah. uh, from a design standpoint, I think there's something to be said for sometimes that, that shorter time period means uh, not overcooking everything as much and going with, I see so I many agree. movies mm-hmm. where you see the art of book. And I feel like the initial sketch, yeah. I'm like, why the fuck did they keep working on this? Or even like, I've seen some of the stuff when we did the, when we, when we had, um, when we had Damon on at um at oh, Omzi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you looked at some of his early versions of characters that you know mm-hmm. that you've seen in movies, and it was like this looked fucking right then. They didn't make it any better. They just made it different. I think sometimes I, the, sometimes they made it worse, sometimes they made it different, but it's super rare that that I feel like that effort actually went on the screen. I think I blame evil producers, man, yeah. and studio executives. And marketing teams mm-hmm. that I think that if those, if Allah didn't create those people and only created creatives, that you probably would have a, a more distilled, um, like raw character design that would survive, yeah, through that process. Yeah. But I think the moment you start putting evil producers and management and middle management and bureaucracy of Studios and networks making notes, being like, "Hey, well, I think if you soften this up, it'll it go to a larger audience. Be friendlier." And, yeah, yeah, exactly. I dude. just yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. It just I mean, I'm a me. producer, and I hate, and I, <laughs> and I think the vast majority of of what we do is a complete fucking uh, detriment to art itself. And at some point, as a producer, either um, you know, you get involved if things go wrong, but for mm-hmm. the most part, you just be quiet and get the fuck out of, out of the creative's way and just let them do their job. And make sure everyone's agree, like that the things are agreeing. Like, make I sure that, communication that, is yeah, clear. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to make any kind of argument devalue, devaluing uh, producing. I think oh, it's I'll actually do it for one, you. Yeah. It's like the, one of the most undervalued uh, aspects of of animation because it doesn't, it doesn't have an ob. You can't make an art of producing book after the fucking film. No, but, but I think the art of producing is knowing when not to produce. Yeah, that's what I think. I think is is understanding the, um, you know, when to pump the gas and go into a situation and start pouring gasoline everywhere and be uh-huh. like, go, go, go. This yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. And knowing when to pump the brakes and be sure. like, no, 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 guys, guys, let's slow down. We're about to go off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, modulating between those two things, I think, is really the producer's job. Yeah, is going in and throwing resources or removing resources to keep like the train moving. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But you know, but producers fucking suck, dude. Uh, you know, you don't need a producer to make a fucking indie film, dude. You do it yourself. <laughs> I could Fuck use those a, guys. I could certainly use a producer on this shit I'm doing in my basement. Go dude, find hey, me some funding. I'm here. I'm here 16 hours a week, dude. Oh. <laughs> Put 16 hours I'll on put, the books on this thing. I'll tell my kids, just I'll send them to Wonderland and they can play an arcade. Yeah. Just go produce your thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I miss you. Uh, uh, come down because we have to, we, we have a pitch to do. We do. Um, but uh, I appreciate you sacrificing your Sunday night and coming down here. No, man. this is awesome. This and is talking like a- in code about these, your secret fucking thing and my secret fucking thing. Well, I I just love hearing about your secret thing because we haven't talked about it. We have, no. I get, I, we've texted here and there about, your secret thing, but we haven't yeah. actually had a chance to talk. So this has been great. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's yeah. so fucking crazy. Where's your pig? She out back? What pig? Oh my God. You, you mean my pig that's on Reddit right now? What? Yeah. Apparently every time me and the kids take the pig for a walk, somebody takes a picture and posts it to Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking age of superstars. Look, there we go. This Reddit dude, like, an hour ago. Nice. Two hours ago. There she is. Isn't that great? Yeah. She's no, she's taking a nap because the kids and I took her on like a baton death march today. Yeah. And so she's been napping for the. Yeah, I heard she went on a diet when you left. And yeah. now she's now she's, she's yeah she's like that guy weight. from Penn and Teller. So like her she just has skin just yeah. hanging off of her now. It's, yeah. it's not attractive. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, she's but it's probably a, healthy. She's on a diet probably for a full twelve months. Really? She, yeah, she needs to lose 40 pounds. But it takes a long time for pigs to lose sure. weight. Yeah. It takes me a long time to lose 40 pounds. Dude, tell me about it, man. Um, I'm dying over here. <laughs> um, which this Chernobyl diet would kick in. <laughs> um, anyway, dude, this is good times. I love this podcast. It, I think uh, doing it remotely fucking sucks ass. Um, but we're going to have to figure out how to we're just figure continue it out. doing it. Yep. We're going to figure it out. Maybe we'll ISDN from a real studio. Awesome. And Dustin, we miss you. Yeah, Dustin. Where are you at, homie? Um, all right, let's do this again next right week. On. Same time, same place. All right, man. I mean, probably not either one of those things, yeah, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> all right, dude. And all you listeners, thank you so much. Tell your friends about this fucking thing. Tell students especially to listen to this shit while they're doing their animation homework and all that stuff. And um, thank you to uh, the crew that I work with on this secret movie. Yeah. You guys are fucking unbelievable. And Rob, um, when our film and TV uh, projects move forward, I'm going to build us the same motherfucking team, dude. Yeah. I'm going to build us a real good, impervious fucking team that uh, drinks whiskey with me every night. Wow. <laughs> That's my promise. <laughs> All right. Cheers, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah.